Hi, I'm Whiskey Stevens, and you're listening to the Grunge Magic Podcast, where I talk about witchcraft and occultism and things that are happening within the community. Today's podcast is an episode um, on medication and witchcraft, and I thought it would be a good topic to cover because I've been seeing this question come up a lot lately in some of the groups that I'm a part of online, and basically people are just asking if their medications are going to affect their magic or their intuitive abilities. So this is going to be more about the uh, medication side, and maybe I'll do another episode on mental health in your cult community, or a few episodes, because I really feel like there's a lot of different angles that um, you can talk about and that could be covered. And this is really just one of them. So just a quick disclaimer before I, I, I get into uh, the podcast. Um, I'm going to be talking about psychic abilities. I'm going to be talking about my own experience and, of course, medication. And so this podcast is just that. It's a, it's a podcast episode for entertainment and informational purposes. Um, always listen to the advice of your doctor or any other licensed health physician or professional. Um, so their advice always comes first and foremost. Today, um, we're going to be talking about this in depth. So, um, you know, I'm pretty open that I have autism and bipolar disorder. And I found these things out after a serious depressive episode that landed me in the mental hospital almost seven years ago. Um, So I have tried multiple medications, and I totally understand the struggle and the worries that come along with taking medication. Um, For my day job, I'm a writer, um, and I run multiple YouTube channels like Whiskey Stevens and uh, True Crime Astrology. And so basically, um, you know, I'm creative and I write books for myself, so I don't really have anyone to report to about what I write other than when I sell a book to a publisher. And all of my work kind of rests on that creative angle. And one of the worries I had when I first was trying medications was that it was going to take away the only good thing about my manic episodes which was the amount of creativity that I experienced and the uh, ideas that came to me. And I can't really speak for each person who asked this question, but I feel like that it is kind of similar to worrying about whether or not you will still be able to have intuitive insights or dream messages or things like that. And uh, for anyone who has ever wondered this or thought about this, I would say it's a very natural question to have, right? And if I'm going to be completely honest, some medications did make me feel very lifeless and almost zombie-like, but those weren't the right medications for me. I also had to weigh the pros and cons in my own life. Uh, My manic episodes took me to some really strange places uh, and often dark places. I took out loans you know, that I I should not have taken out. I started random businesses that were not right for me. I went on drinking binges. Um, and much of that creativity that I thought was happening during those times um, 
wasn't really like it was very short-lived and there was just so much chaos happening around me um and i can see it kind of on my other youtube channels uh when i wasn't really on the right medication and being very manic it's just it's so chaotic that i thought it was good at the time and it just wasn't um so having something more stable and I'm saying more stable because I obviously still go through manic and depressive episodes. Um, but, you know, having kind of a greater sense of stability has allowed me to be more consistent and really carve out a path for me in terms of writing, podcasting, tarot, and YouTube. So medication can be a tricky subject because, of course, some medications will change things but hopefully it will be for the better. And if you have a medication that makes you kind of have like zero energy and you're still just laying in bed all day, I would say that medication is affecting more than just your magic and that finding a better medication might be needed. But it's such a tricky subject because uh, medication also takes time to work properly. So, you know, you have this concern of is it the right medication and then you have to give it time to actually work and that's a thing. If anybody has taken medication before, um, often you'll be told it has to kind of be in your system for a number of weeks before it starts working correctly. So it's a struggle. It is if you have mental health issues. It's a struggle to... Um, continue to find the right medication and then give it the time it needs to work. Um, but I can say, you know, having gone through the process, it is worth it in the end. Um, at least it was for me. Um, but the best thing, of course, would be if you have any concerns about your medication not working properly or affecting your life in different ways, uh, that you should consult a physician or mental health professional when you can. Now, um, within the spiritual community, there's a few things that just don't kind of sit right with me when this conversation is usually brought up. And like when people talk about the power of positive thinking or the power of thoughts, uh, I do believe that our imagination is powerful and that it is our imagination, you know, that can be used to bring real things into the world. We can also work in the astral realm by creating a world there in our own minds and kind of having like an astral altar. Uh, it's really cool. The astral realm is very cool. But positive thinking can be tough when you suffer from a mental illness such as depression or really any other form of illness. And within the spiritual community, there is this belief that if you can change your thoughts, then you can change your life. And on some level, that may be true. A shift in mindset can bring a new perspective, new opportunities, you know, a new way of living. Um, but positive thinking alone will not cure someone of a mental illness or even systemic issues in their environment. Um, there's also this other idea that you maybe, you know, you can just cleanse everything away. You can cleanse all the negativity away. And I mean, of course, negativity is going to be subjective, right? Like 
each individual is kind of going to have a different view of what's negative in their own lives. And overall, um, you know, there will be things that you can cleanse, like energy within a space, energy from someone else, especially if you work in a job that takes a very emotional toll. So, um, you know, I, I do believe in cleansing, especially cleansing like my altar tools, especially if I'm doing a lot of spirit work. But cleansing away a mental illness or a physical illness, um, you know, I just don't, I don't believe in that personally. So, you know, there is things that you can do spiritually, though, I think, to give yourself a little boost. And one of the reasons I stayed on my spiritual journey is because it helped me to overcome a very dark time in my own life. It's much like when a parent has a child uh, die, and they go to all of the grief groups, but nobody wants to talk about the afterlife. And so then they start turning to spirituality in order to find some comfort and understanding. And I cannot deny that my own spiritual practice has had a significant impact on my own healing. But it has been side by side with Western medicine, including things like cognitive behavioral therapy, counseling sessions, and yes, antidepressants. Most of the concern I have seen around taking medications has been on losing intuitive abilities. And much of the conversation comes from that place of fear and kind of disdain for Western medicine. And I do get it. I mean, I understand that Big Pharma wants to increase sales because they are a business. And that pharmaceutical sales reps persuade doctors into using one pill over the other. And I think to not bring up that or to just kind of briefly talk about it in any way would be naive. Yet I cannot personally deny that I have been helped and that I have seen others in my own family be helped by medication. So we can also think about it in a different way. Um, if you are, if you really are not functioning at optimal levels in your life, um, you know, like you're not able to regulate your emotions, you're having mood swings, you're having long stretches of depression, um, or anything else kind of becomes a hindrance on your life, then that is totally also going to have a negative impact on your creativity and on your intuitive abilities. And when the proper medication um, is you have when you have the proper medication, you should be able to reconnect again to your own life and to your spiritual practice. And it may even give you the energy and focus needed to learn new skills, such as astrology, tarot, or human design. The psychic senses, or clairs, are really interesting to study. And I think that by taking a look at them, a little bit deeper right now, we can also come to understand how the spiritual world will work through us even if we take medication. So clairvoyance means clear seeing. This can be a vision of the past, present, or future that comes through the mind in the form of a daydream. It can also be really in your face. 
Um, my grandmother once had a really in-your-face vision while she was sitting at uh, the table with my mother. At the time, my mother was 16 and they were in the kitchen. And as my grandmother was looking at my mom, suddenly behind her, the fridge and the cabinets just disappeared. And in its place was this field of golden wheat. And two young girls were running through the field. It was then that my grandmother told my mom, you're going to have two girls. And my mom, of course, replied, I'm not going to have any children. Well, here we are today, I'm here, and so is my younger sister. So my grandmother was right. Clear audience is clear hearing. So this is when someone may hear sounds, words, or music in the mind. And there are occasions when spirit creates a sound that is out loud to hear. And I always find it fascinating when paranormal investigators pick up on tape uh, these voices. Although sometimes it can be pretty spooky, especially if it's the voice of a young child who has passed or something more sinister. Claire aliens means Claire smelling. This is being able to smell odors that don't really have any kind of physical source. I have had this happen to me, and I find that clear smelling is actually more common with people. Um, people will smell the perfume of someone who has passed away, cigar or cigarette smoke, uh, or even laundry detergent. And I remember once I had uh, gone to stay with a friend for a week, and they let me sleep upstairs, kind of in the, the top level of the house. And uh, because it was converted into a little apartment, and the first night that I was there, all I could smell was cigar smoke, which was strange because no one in the house smoked. And the next day when I brought it up, I was told that my friend's great-grandfather, who had originally built the house, used, he used to enjoy a cigar every now and then, which was um, quite interesting. <laughs> so clear gusting means clear tasting. This is the ability to taste something that isn't actually there. It often will come out of the flu. And this could be a food that a deceased loved one used to cook or even to taste the perfume along with smelling. This one is fascinating to me, um, but often I haven't experienced it to talk of it. And I don't really know anyone um, that has experienced it or, you know, has told me that they've experienced it. The last one is claircognizance, which means clairknowing. This is when someone will have knowledge of people or events that they couldn't have otherwise known. It can also be a simple knowing that spirit is present or that a certain spirit wants to communicate. This one is sometimes more challenging because you may have the tendency to second-guess yourself. <laughs> I have personally experienced this, and I think a lot of people do, actually, uh, especially when they just know or sense that a spirit is in the room with them or that something is off. It kind of rests more on intuition. 
So the reasons I wanted to really dive into the way spirit comes to us or the way that our intuitive or even mediumship abilities come to us is because I truly believe that if spirit wants us to know something, it will get the message across. Whether that's through our own intuitive abilities or whether it's through a sign, kind of like divine intervention. I can say that with my own medication journey, I have not felt any less spiritually connected. And I have found that over time, when I've kind of gone out of my own way and started doing things that would actually help me, my spiritual practice also improved. As well, I think if someone's only reason for not wanting to take a certain medication is that they won't be able to work their magic or use their psychic abilities, that there really is so many different exercises that you can do to assist with this that you really have to choose your wellness over your craft. Magic will still happen. And incorporating exercises like guided meditation, automatic writing, or simply chatting with your spirit guides can can all be things that allow you to slowly bring spirituality back into your wellness journey. From time to time, I enjoy having a tea ceremony and talking with my guides. I just get out two cups, I pour some tea, and sit there with my guide in my mind's eye, having a conversation. And whether you believe you're talking to your higher self, or an outside guide, kind of like the Holy Guardian Angel. It can be a really lovely exercise, and I often come out of it with some truths and some shadows uncovered. So I found a few articles. Um, one of them was from Psychology Today, and I thought uh, that they were pretty interesting. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, all of my sources for each and every episode uh, will be linked in the description of the videos. So the first article is titled, I went off my meds to be more spiritual. It's interesting because the author openly talks about having a mental illness and wanting to reduce her meds in order to be more spiritual. She actually told her psychiatrist that she felt she had a great, uh, she had great coping mechanisms and the psychiatrist agreed to begin reducing her level of meds over a six-week period. During that time, it says she meditated, practiced qigong, went for runs, um, but still, she said the depression was there. She went back to her psychiatrist, and they began to find the right dose. Uh, it then goes on to say that over the next couple of weeks, she continued to take her medication and practice her wellness tools, and she began to feel good again. And that being on the right dose allowed her to feel more spiritual and not less. So it's really not only about finding the right meditation, but it's about finding the right dosage as well. And luckily this person had a psychiatrist that was willing to work with her, but with the healthcare system the way that it is today, uh, this could also look like working with a clinical nurse or a general uh, medical doctor as well. The second article that I found 
was titled Essentially Witchcraft. A former naturopath takes on her colleagues. So um, in the article, this naturopath is saying that she no longer believes in naturopathic medicine. And in order to kind of slam it or um, kind of like bash naturopathic medicine, uh, she called it witchcraft. I found this interesting because I don't necessarily um, agree with the article myself. Um, when I was having trouble with my thyroid, it was actually a naturopath that sent me for blood work. And it was the first step to me actually seeing what was wrong and getting help. Um, I also feel like calling something witchcraft just because you don't agree with it takes away from what witchcraft actually is and just how much witchcraft actually influenced modern medicine. Traditional remedies using medicinal plants and animal products have been used for centuries. In recent years, 60 to 80% of the world's population, mainly from developing countries, depended primarily on traditional medicines, folk remedies, and home cures, as well as treatment from witch doctors and other supernatural practices. At current growth rates, two-thirds of Americans are projected to be using alternative medicines. Asian governments are pouring billions of dollars into screening traditional Chinese medicines in the hope that clinical trials will spawn lucrative drugs. Today, scientific studies have validated some traditional remedies by confirming the biological activity in plant extracts, and the World Health Organization launched a global plan to make the use of traditional medicine safer by encouraging evidence-based research on the safety, efficacy, and quality of traditional practices. And all of this is according to the National Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health. It is my own understanding that witchcraft and science go really well together. But I wanted to bring this up to kind of round off the conversation today and talk about how spirituality and medicine can go together in our lives. It uh, can seem like the medical profession kind of neglects the spiritual part of patients' well-being. And in the Harvard Medical School Bioethics Journal, there is a paper titled, Do Spirituality and Medicine Go Together? Michael Babloni, a theologian, and Tracy Baboni, a physician, um, kind of share their own studies and experiences on the phenomenon of the positive benefit of spirituality in medicine. It's shared that among Boston teaching hospitals, 78% of patients considered spirituality or religion to be important to their cancer experience, and 73% reported being spiritual. It goes on to say that after controlling for other predictors of quality of life, higher patient religion and spirituality was found to be associated with improved quality of life. Likewise, greater patient religious coping and patient spirituality has been reported to be associated with better patient psychological well-being. 
for me personally, I enjoy taking my concerns, fears, worries, heartbreaks, and shadows to my altar. It is there that I work through a lot of my own emotional and spiritual obstacles. I do a lot of praying. I try to stay up on doing yoga. I pull tarot cards. And the more I do these things, the more spiritually connected I feel, which in turn allows me to feel more content in the other areas of my life. I believe developing a toolkit of spiritual go-tos is important for anyone with a mental or even physical illness. If they are spiritual or religiously inclined, um, having a spiritual foundation allows me personally to connect the dots in a world that often looks very chaotic and overwhelming. Was I hesitant to allow modern medicine to come into my life? Yes. Did I find medication and therapy and group work at first? You know, was I hesitant? Yes. But I don't anymore. I don't fight it anymore. Um, today I take medication. I have my spiritual tools. I see a mental health professional and a spiritual counselor. And it just feels like a very holistic approach instead of a lopsided one um so kind of like that's my answer to the medication and witchcraft questions that i've been seeing and from my own personal experiences and kind of from the research that i've um, done you know it just feels like when you can find a way to put your wellness first and bring them all together holistically um, and do it in a way that works for you, because every person's journey with wellness, every person's journey with medication, with um, their own health is going to be different. You can't, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Sometimes I wish it was, because it might be a whole lot easier, but it's not. You're going to have to do everything in your spiritual toolkit, everything that has to do with medication, everything that has to do with counseling or therapy is going to be kind of on a spectrum and one that's unique to you. So that's kind of my take on the uh, discussion and the question. And I hope that this has helped someone out there. Uh, and always feel free to message me on Instagram if you like. Um, you can find me at Whiskey Stevens um, for podcast episode requests or just a chat. Or, of course, to share your paranormal experiences, as I will be doing reoccurring paranormal episodes because I just selfishly really love ghost stories. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening today, and I will see you in the next episode.